Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Lockbray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. This week's episode is brought to you by Go Rendezvous. Want to grow your practice and get more clients? Try Go Rendezvous, an all-in-one practice management software starting at only $49 per month. Let your clients book their appointments online, either on your free webpage or on your own website. Automate your administrative work with two-way SMS reminders, online payments, electronic charting, and an automated waitlist. Experience the difference with a free trial or book a one-on-one demo. Visit GoRendezvous.com today. G-O- R-E-N-D-E-Z-V-O-U-S dot com. Welcome back, everyone, to the OC. Your host today, Kevin Longfrey. J-Bone Turnbull to my left. Sean Connery, I mean Landry, <laughs> to my right. You look amazing, Sean. Sir Thank Sean. you. I feel amazing. Yeah. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, welcome, everyone. Today, we have a special guest. We have the lovely uh, Sarah Richardson with us today. Uh, who was part of our number one inaugural MBO program. Um, and so we thought of bringing her on today to discuss, uh, one, how she's doing, and two, uh, all stuff about um, osteopathy and uh, the program that we did and her experience through that. So uh, welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, thank you. Yeah. I actually think, Sarah, you were you were our first to sign up to the MBO program as well. I believe. Was we I were, really? Yes. Sean with some wow. explicit yeah. details. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, Just I a detail-oriented fellow yeah, that you are. I believe you were. Thank God you're here, Sean. Oh, I'm, I'm honored. So that means like pioneering this whole thing, right? Pioneering. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so Sarah, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah. The, thank you for agreeing to do this. And uh, I, I apologize for my mental state I'm in. That's why I'm going to let these guys, uh, I had a back-to-back hockey tournaments and, uh, yeah. So, so you're, so little, so you're frazzled. You're just sitting here today? Is that what's <laughs> you're sitting here? Can't I move. don't know. So it's the hockey or is it the after hockey? So oh, well, you feel I don't know. Maybe it's both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We should make this, Sean. That's a punishment <laughs> for your behavior so far. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It is. It's a bit, so actually, I frankly, it's a bit embarrassing, but whatever. We'll let that slide, I guess, a little bit. If you want, you can go take a nap in the side room there. (laughs) Well, I think I think we should start off just basic. I think Sarah, why don't you just tell us, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. um, You know, why you even got into osteopathy. Mm. You know, what your current practice looks like. Just the the details. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself, so our listeners can get an idea of who you are. Okay. Um, Yeah. So my name is Sarah Richardson. I am a osteopath and strength and conditioning specialist located in North Bay, Ontario. Um, I grew up here. I left for a long time and then I ended up coming back here a couple of years after, a oh, couple of years before I got my osteopathy license. Um, how did I get into it? It kind of goes back into my childhood, um, growing up elite level um, athlete, lots of high level sports. Uh, my sport was alpine ski racing. 
uh, downhill. Um, so with Alpine, uh, injuries come with the territory. Um, so I went through a lot of physical trauma all before the age of 20 um, and a lot of surgeries. And I just didn't really feel like I got comprehensive care while I was going through that as a young person. And I felt um, like my rehab could have just been a lot more sustainable. Let's just say that. Um, so then, anyways, fast forward a bit through schooling, college, university, I became a strength and conditioning specialist. So I was um, basically essentially a weightlifting coach. Um, I got heavily into weightlifting as well. Um, picked up more injuries from some powerlifting phases that I went through. And then I started kind of getting dis dissatisfied with that portion of my career because I didn't know how to help people through injuries as well as I know I could have. Uh, so then um, I started searching around. I was looking at a master's in physiotherapy. And then I ran into a barista in a coffee shop in Toronto. And she said, well, have you ever heard of osteopathy? And I said, well, what the heck? Like, what is that? I had no idea what it was. And literally, I think a month later, I was enrolled in my school. Wow. <laughs> so, she, was she studying to be an osteopath? Is that? No, she was just like one of those familiar strangers. <laughs> I wish I could find her today. Yeah. One of those uh, familiar strangers that I would just see in the mornings like on my way to work and uh yeah I was just kind of telling her about my my woes and I was thinking about a life transition and anyway so she just she explained what it was and she said she sees one and it's like the best thing ever and it was more comprehensive and just a really well-rounded type of treatment uh so I mean like I was I was curious right it's amazing that's so cool. what school did you go to again, Sarah? Sorry, I can't remember which one you went to. I went to the Southern Ontario College of Osteopathy in Mississauga. So Igor Noretz, um, he founded the school. Um, he is a, has a past in neurology. So he's Russian. He wasn't practicing neurologist there and then moved to Canada. So he opened the school and he practices osteopathy and acupuncture as well nice um so yeah my school actually had like a really heavy medical background which I loved that's why I chose that school um I just liked I liked you know pathophysiology and just the science behind what we're doing I like knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing um so I liked that approach um while we're learning the theory side of things uh but yeah so anyway so I enrolled in my school and I had quit my job and I moved back to North Bay because I couldn't afford my tuition and living in Toronto at the same time. It was cheaper for me to move back here and commute for my courses. So wow. within like six weeks, I quit my life, moved back here. Um, I started bartending. 
<laughs> and uh, like I just kind of dove off the cliff and it was just, you know, do or die. Like you, there's no like, there's no not succeeding with the position that I put myself in. Um, well, especially when really, you like something so much, eh? when you're passionate about it, you don't really care. You're just going to do it. Oh yeah, I just did it. So I just, yeah. And I remember my parents at the time were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like I was, I was 27 at the time. Like, what are you doing? You just quit your whole life, all your education, like, <laughs> and you're like, what's an osteopath, you know? <laughs> sorcery. sorcery. So, um, yeah, it's all sorcery. Yeah. It's just voodoo. Um, funny, that, bar- that barista sounded pretty voodoo-esque as well. That's pretty cool. That's she was so cool. Like, I, I wish I could find her. I don't know. Maybe she'll listen to this one day. Um, <laughs> houses, uh, similar backgrounds too, eh? to most people I've talked to are like either they were in sport like us it was like uh, figure skating hockey and um, either an injury or <laughs> sorry Jack and uh, but that that was the same thing it, it was that led us into it I think eh? yeah it was just getting treated and then having an interest in in that type of stuff and I know at first was engineering and stuff like that but then then you realize that you, can't, was, you can't do math. I can't count. So <laughs> I figure I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go on this route. Yeah. But anyway, so um yeah, so very, very cool. So it's amazing to see like what people do too, uh, to to push through things and when they really love something, what they're gonna do to actually get through it. The sacrifices yeah. you have to make, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to yeah. move cities and 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 to commute for that is a you know, that's a big undertaking. Oh yeah. Like I think my last my graduating year, because I had clinical as well was the most burnt out I've ever oh, yeah. been like yeah. even having a newborn like that's nothing compared to like the amount that I was working and commuting and just and studying and yeah it was insane hmm. but totally totally worth it um and then I found as I got comfortable in my practice I lost that ability to take that leap like a lot of I felt like a lot of um I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs that just kind of hunkered me down and I felt stuck and that's that's ultimately why I chose to take your course nice yeah like I knew I had it in me because I've done it before and I've also like I picked up and moved to Brazil before like in my Mm -hmm. 20s too like I know I've done those things and I just, but I felt so stuck. So yeah, I needed a little bit of push. It's funny how it, that you'll, and that'll keep happening throughout life, right? Like we, we reach these plateaus or where we get into these comfort zones, right? And then shifting gears into something more uncomfortable to get some growth is quite often what people avoid yeah, just because it's, it's not fun to go through that phase, but it's the only thing that really brings out change and anything of substance. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's uh, and it, having uh, had those conversations with you for sure, uh, it's amazing to see how that made you reflect on certain things and, and apply those to what you were doing in both probably your life and in work. Right. One of the things. One of the things you said, sir, that made Sean, me think about. Talk. No, well, I decided I was going to talk. So. <laughs> You guys got to listen to me. So one of the things you just mentioned it, it, uh, when you were telling a bit about the, the you know feeling stuck is, and it, it reminded me of during the MBO when um, 
um, some of you actually alluded to feeling like you were alone in this thing, right? So school, you have the help, the teachers, the, and then you're out on your own and, and you were successful, like, as you saw at building your, your practice. Right. But then it was just having that, you know, that support, that, that group to kind of like talk things through and, and, and you didn't have to feel like an, like an Island, right. Cause you're, you know, you're out there and there are other professionals that you are, you know, either indirectly competing with or not, but you know, you didn't feel comfortable kind of working with them or whatever. And, and then we kind of cross paths. Right. So um, to provide that support and that insight, right. For you to then, you know, kind of get out of the, like you say, out of the, the, the rut that we all inevitably end up in. Right. Yeah, ab absolutely. And like to add to that, the, the monkey brain, if you're on your own all the time, you know, you're stuck, but you kind of just keep ruminating and going through this like monkey brain <laughs> cycle of like, well, what do I actually do next? But you don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. It's right? funny even in osteo too, like we, it's, we can't even talk to like, a lot of times we can't even talk to our own partners, right? Our husbands and wives and stuff, because it's like voodoo to them. It's not like you're bouncing yeah. off ideas. Like when Kevin's going to be an engineer, like you can, you can wrap like, different professions. They can at least talk about, you know, all the, the office life, right? Like the living in it, working in an office and then the, the interactions you have with other people, but it's different than being in the osteo world. We're, we're a strange a little bunch here. And uh, it's hard to really share that with, with family members and, and, and friends because they don't, they don't really get what we're, what we're going through, I find. Or even if your spouse is an osteopath, mm. you still don't talk about it. There you go. There you go. I find, yeah, like, and there's also the piece of I don't want to bog my spouse down with all of my work issues, right? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, when I was going through a transition uh, between working in a clinic and opening my business, it was very stressful for me, and I found myself coming home, and I was just like walking in the door and just unloading everything on my spouse. And it, it was just too much. Like he just felt like I could tell, like he's supportive. He's great. Um, and he listens, but I could tell it was just like bogging down our relationship. So unless it's something that directly impacts us in our lives, like a big financial decision or something, or I just have like a really trash day. We don't really, I don't really discuss work much. Um, and the, with client confidentiality too, like you can't, you're not going to talk about clients mm -hmm. either. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I find like, and then, you know, talking to peers, they don't understand when, what we do as osteopaths really. And then as well, if you're not a business owner, um, or an independent contractor or, you know, something along those lines, you don't really understand that side of the coin either yeah. so it is like you're an island um yeah so finding you guys like the community aspect was was huge for me and I definitely it, it's helped me just nudge me in the right direction and filter through some of the the noise that I had going on in my head because I remember when we first started like repeatedly saying how much like just whirling thoughts I had and you guys really helped me sift through everything and streamline my thinking processes and what I actually needed to take action on. 
um, and what was just false, like just just baloney floating around in my head that I didn't need there. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Why don't we dive into that a little bit? Because I know we we had mentioned that off air, like where where you are you were telling us that you know when you first took the course and when we discussed about it after and what you enjoyed about it and everything else too, you, you had said you know there were there there was so much in the course that you did not expect and some of which you you started alluding to right now, but the thought process and the mindset behind things and what you um, so I just I'm just curious for you what were your takeaways. Um, uh, from from the MBO that that helped you with that and that you use today to kind of filter through things like that to help you out. Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBO. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because I remember the first module, I was like thinking you guys were nuts. <laughs> that's Kev's module, just, by the way. Was it? It was more Jason, though. Obviously, you, you made us meditate like within the first five minutes, <laughs> and I was just Let's make thinking. it weird right away. Yeah, if you can't get comfortable now, then you're never going to get comfortable. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, okay, this is a business course. Like Jay, you can appreciate this. You're like, where's the calculator? I believe there was a lot of struggle going back and forth. Are we gonna do this or are we not gonna do this? I'm like, I'm more of like I I lean to the analytical side of things. (laughs) And I and I'm we're in this meditation, like so many intrusive thoughts, and a lot of it was like, what am I doing? Like, I thought this was a business course. (laughs) Um, but it turns out it was the best thing that we could have started off with because the whole first module was just like connecting like your personal mindset and how it relates to how you show up as a practitioner and a business owner. Mm. And it's something that like, I, it's something that I knew, but it's not something I paid much attention to. Yeah. And it turns out a lot of the things that after going through all the modules, a lot of the things that I was battling and I still battle at times is um, just how I hold myself back, which is totally a personal thing. It's not really, you know, a business. It, it can become a business problem. I guess that's what I learned. Sure. If I'm not taking care of myself or my mindset or my health in general, like body, mind, um, my business will suffer and I won't show up as a practitioner as best as I can right um so it was in hindsight like the best thing you guys could have done and it was very confrontational as well which was good because I I I learned the best when I get put in like you know you learn you grow when you're shoved into an uncomfortable conversation or situation you just have to work through it right 100% and I found starting it off that way was really great. And I did realize I had a lot of work to do in terms of my self-awareness. 
Um, I had a lot of uh, limiting beliefs. Um, for example, like uh, I, I'm socially anxious. Therefore, I avoid everything that might put me outside my comfort zone in terms of networking or something like just that's just an example of something that I used to battle with and I would actually become I would avoid and procrastinate doing those things to help make connections in the community um I would avoid and procrastinate um communicating with people like getting back to phone calls and those things because I believed I was that way but I mean I'm sitting here right now doing a podcast so yeah. <laughs> I'm not that way right it was just something that I was thinking I don't know it was just just, it was false and it and it you know it's that fear still comes up but what you guys helped with in a lot of ways is um help me act instead of succumb to my fear so I think at the start I also would talk about paralysis by analysis because of those those fears that I had but now it's like okay fears pop up let's move like let's start moving let's think more solution based and not spiral and that's a huge takeaway that I got from this program is like okay these are just I remember I remember uh, even one of our Q&A's I was spiraling about scaling my business and um having children right like very small children and juggling it all and sean i think you just (laughs) you looked at me and you're like well are these just like problems that you can find solutions to and that was it and i'm like yeah you're right i'm spiraling about these things that um they're just i can find solutions so i totally changed my mindset and it's still like that like i still hit those like the resistance, the roadblocks, they still come up, but my mindset towards them is much different. And it takes me like less than five minutes to work through that versus like two months to work through that, right? Yeah. Well, the reality, reality is that they always will come up or that's life, right? They're always going to come up and, 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 and confront us. But it's interesting as we just finished our three-day workshop on, on mindset. And it's funny. And that's what part of the program we wanted to do is help people understand how important it is to work on themselves first to, and you said it, to be the best representation of yourself when you're in front of your clients. And, but now, because you've worked on it, you can also now see it in your clients and you can see the ones that are struggling mentally because we're so used to and conditioned as osteopaths or athletic therapists or whatever our backgrounds are, chiropractors, where we give it all these physical exercises all the time, stretch this, strengthen that. But when we start to understand really how the body works, which is what we do as osteopaths, and learn that if someone's in a massive sympathetic state, it doesn't matter how much you tell them to stretch their hamstrings or do a chin tuck, right? They're, they're not in a state of healing anyway. So the more that we're aware of our own self and can use tools to improve ourself, look, but now we can provide to our clients, which is why we try to do that MPO, right? Like we're so used to taking these content courses of do this technique, and here's a technique course on the SI joint, and here's a technique course on the shoulder. But really what it is, is how can you connect with people? How can you communicate with people? And how can you build them up so that they can then, you know, empower them? We like to say all the time, right? Educate and empower. And then you get this, well, we like to think of practice out of that. That's so much more 
holistic, so much more sustainable and really much more fun to be a part of. What you just said, Sarah, too, uh, the common theme from our, our workshop when we were just doing a de debriefing was ex exactly that. It's the realizing that these things that you're faced with, these fears are just opportunities to grow. And, and, and like, and the sooner you see it, right. Cause it's not always easy to see it, but the sooner you see it, you can then come up with the solution. Like you say, you can figure a way around it. And, uh, and, you know, we, again, we were just talking about this. We wanted to mention this quote in the workshop. We didn't have time, but it's, it's a really cool one that we were talking about before. It's, you know, the, a tree, the, what did I say? I'm just wearing like a branch. Oh yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So a tree can, a tree can only grow to heaven with its roots firmly planted in hell. Okay. And when that means is the roots are what create the foundation and the roots uh, planted in hell means that we think in the moment that we're going through hell with some of these things that we're faced with. And in the moment it can feel like hell, but yeah when you work through them and you evolve as a person, the ascension takes place and you work your way towards, towards heaven. Right. So, and, uh, I, well, it come, comes around to what Sarah was saying before, you know, like it's going through, uh, those hardships are where growth happens, right. The getting out of that comfort zone and yeah. putting yourself out there is, is definitely can be very difficult. So when you, when you start to have a better awareness of, you know, why those things are there, what you can do with them, uh, then you, you're better equipped to move forward and grow from that and, and expand your business and your life a, a lot uh, quicker than you would have uh, without any direction like that. So, absolutely. And I feel like I do well with so solutions-based thinking and I make um, actionable steps like, and they have to, they have to be small. It's not like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy a building right now. No, it's like, oh. I should, I should contact a mortgage broker, <laughs> you know, Let's so small, small, actionable steps Yeah, or run the um, numbers. Like when you, when you did, oh. right, when you went through and you know your numbers, right. You're like, yeah. Oh, okay. I can do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I have something to say about the numbers too. Um, but very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that feeling though, the initial feeling of, like, I feel like sick to my stomach when I'm about to undertake something that I know is scary, like get outside of my comfort zone. That feeling doesn't go away. So I just wanted to say that, like, it mm. still rises and it is resistance. But if you have those tools in place, which you guys have taught myself and others, you can work through it. Like you just blow past that feeling. Once you start taking some kind of action, and it literally could be like five seconds later, like make a list, that feeling starts dissolving. Don't you think, don't you think having, having participated in sport and at a high level, right? Don't you think it's the same? It's such as the equivalent of uh, before going and doing a, either a performance or uh, an event of some sort. I mean, yeah, like hucking myself down a hill going 100 kilometers yeah, an hour in yeah. skin tight suit. You get a little butterflies was, in your stomach, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I'd be standing at the start gate like, oh my God, okay, here we go again. Like, <laughs> But then you get down to the bottom, <laughs> you get down to the bottom and you're like pumping full of adrenaline and you're just like, yeah, I did that, <laughs> you know? It's the same feeling. It just sure. takes longer in business. Like it's it's a little bit of a longer drawn out process than like racing down a hill for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the thing is, if you don't do it, though, then you have that feeling of, oh, that regret, this burden, right? This like, oh, this heaviness that you're, it's waiting. It's like when you study for tests and you procrastinate, you use the word procrastinate yeah. as well. We wait, 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 but you feel worse those days or hours beforehand. You're just waiting to do it. You just end up, I don't know, I, I end up just feeling worse. So like you said, you're better off taking just any sort of action, some small action to start than to not do anything at all. And that's by not doing anything at all, we're not growing. We are stuck. That's where we're essentially yeah. stuck. And, it, and the idea, the idea to me of being stuck is much worse than yeah, exactly working through that resistance. It requires that leap of faith, right? It it really does. Like for instance, like in the in in the discipline you're in, you know, like you know, like okay, I've I've practiced, I I know I have the skill. Uh, all I have to do is let go and do it. And it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in in life. Like it it we have to apply those same concepts and trust that life's going to provide what we need to be successful. And when we start resisting it, that's when it takes so long because we are just putting these things in the way that don't even exist. So yeah. uh, good for you. Absolutely. I'm glad to hear uh, you got to put that to use a little bit. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's always a work in progress. I have things that come up like, oh, um, join the club. <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I, uh, I found a, I found a discrepancy in my bookkeeping. This is going back to the numbers. <laughs> I was uh, working on my taxes and I found a discrepancy in my bookkeeping. And it was like, do you remember in the module that we did numbers? I got really quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like quiet and withdrawn and like avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. And it was just like, uh, I felt like I was a child again. Like it, it was a trigger for me because I struggled with math when I was a child. Uh, yeah. But I didn't realize it was still this trigger in my adult life until we had that module. Right. Nice. But then, nice. but then you, you gave us the tools to work through, you know, looking at your numbers and everything. And I worked through it and I felt much better. And and now like I had this bookkeeping thing come up. It was just like a sinking issue with my QuickBooks. It's nothing like crazy. But it was just like sheer panic, immediate, like, oh my, like just anxiety. I was like, I had a visceral reaction. I'm sweating. I'm like, okay, fair. Like this is a trigger because you're fearful of numbers because when you're a kid, you were great at math. Like we've gone through this in the MBO, like, okay, just sit down and, you know, like take a few breaths and figure this out. And it was fine. Like I, and I worked through it. I didn't, I would have actually gotten up normally and avoided it for like a week. Nice. So <laughs> yeah, progress. That is <laughs> tremendous progress. Well, listen, Sarah, we, this was amazing. We're so happy that you said yes to join us because it was great to touch base again, number one. Um, and uh, we're glad to see that you're doing so well and yeah. to see the, the new addition to the family coming soon. Uh, that's amazing. Absolutely. Well. Um, it would be great to have have you on again at some point and uh, Absolutely. see how things are progressing in the future. Yeah, I have some... Uh... I have some business plans for next year. Oh, so yes. I'm, round two. Yeah. I'm um I've found some people and wow. there's lots of good things happening. Um so I definitely absolutely love to talk again. It'd be great. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Sarah. So hopefully you have a great weekend. Yes. And uh we'll chat soon and we'll reach out to uh see how you're doing with the uh the baby and 
and if and people set something up for the future and we always say this if, if any of our listeners wanted to you know uh, reach out and ask questions uh, and contact you how can they reach you what's the best uh, way? so they can reach me at s richardson uh, dot osteo at gmail.com so they can send me an email okay. um i also have instagram it's sarah richardson osteo they can send me a dm if they have any questions awesome. i'd absolutely be happy to chat um so yeah thanks for having me guys it was great no, great it was a lot of fun right sir so as always everyone uh you can reach us at osteometership.com uh we'd be glad to answer any questions you have and uh, the upcoming mbo obviously coming also in may uh, so if you want to get on the waiting list for that you could do that on osteometership.com so uh have a great weekend everyone we'll talk to you soon take care take care Ciao. thanks <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>